but I have zero dollars in my bank account right now. But you know what? I know I'm going to be a millionaire. I know it. I'm no. I'm probably going to be a billionaire. I'm probably going to make more money than Oprah. But I have to be okay with the journey, the journey it takes to get there. And I think in manifestation, law of attraction, culture, people forget that. tailored healing collective podcast this is a space for but never limited to people of color we're discussing sacred plant medicine pregnancy parenthood and more you know there's such a stigma on who can open the floor for conversation on these topics that are viewed as taboo or even inappropriate this fact alone has made so many become fearful of the very thing that could help us rebuild families create our own businesses and most importantly trust our role in this world as future ancestors So wherever you are, take a cleansing breath and do your best to listen with an open mind, heart, and spirit, and let love lead the way. I'm your host, Taylor. Welcome to another episode of the Taylor Healing Collective Podcast. So I didn't plan on releasing this episode this week, but I've been tapping in a lot to divine inspiration, so figured I'd just, you know, whenever I felt called to make a new episode about something, just to speak on it and not try to follow a super strict schedule on it, at least not right now. So I want to talk a little bit today about mastering the art of being limitless. So this episode may sound like I'm taking jabs at myself, but, you know, in this space, I want to talk a lot about self-reflection and a lot about being aware of your own patterns and tendencies and habits and then recognizing them but also seeing the positives in them and that's not something that I was always good at growing up not at all (laughs) I actually um, I hated myself a lot of the time for it you know when I was younger my my stepfather used to tell me that I was a jack of all trades but a master of none and growing up I took this pretty hard because I could never just stick to one thing when I tell you I've had so many interests throughout time whether it be music art philosophy sacred medicine um there's there's so many things herbalism a lot of them have been geared towards transformation and healing but I can honestly say I would never call myself a master in any of these things. And I used to say this a lot um, throughout, I guess, my early spiritual journey years, at least the ones that were recognized, where I could never really attach myself to one solid way of 
spirit practicing spirituality and I tried a lot you know um, when I was younger I think one of the first religions or ways of life I was interested um, in was the the Rastafarian lifestyle it deeply connected me to my love of cannabis at the time and I was so like enamored with the people and with the culture and with this connection that they seemed to have with spirit but I didn't stay with it for long. I never called myself a Rasta. I didn't think it was respectful. You know, I'm not just going to call myself something when I have so many ideologies um, that I believe in that I don't think it would be right for me to practice just one. So what inspired the episode this morning is I've been going through a difficult time lately. I haven't really talked about it, but I, I go through these seasons in my life where things like seem to fall apart and I'm not really accomplishing anything. And that's because I was raised um, in a household where your worth was kind of measured on your, your ability to be productive. My stepdad was always telling us to be productive. If we're sitting around not doing something, then we need to be doing something. And I kind of want to reframe this being a 30-year-old woman now. You definitely need your periods of rest. You have to have them because without them, you'll be on autopilot. You'll be a robot. I've seen, and I think I talked about this in a previous episode, I've seen like, I'm a millennial, so I've seen the rise and the fall of social media. I was in social media before social media was a thing. And then when it became a thing, I was a part of it. And now that it's like taken over the entire world, you know, I'm in and out. I fall in and out. So when we're talking about practicing the art of being limitless, I think that it is important that you embrace being interested in so many things because it makes you a well-rounded individual. Now, ever since I was younger, you know, I've always felt special. Not saying that I'm more special than anyone else. I think everybody is unique in their own way, but I've always felt like there's this calling for my life, you know, something important I'm supposed to do. And so I've tried to pick up many things. Sometimes I was mirroring the people in my life. You know, I've had bosses who I wanted to be like before. I've had friends who were living this lifestyle that I thought that I wanted. And I would dip my toe in and out, trying different languages, trying, you know, different career paths, trying to figure out what best worked for me. And when I tell you, none of them have panned out into one solid career that has like lasted me and helped me generate i've been someone who's had like a difficult relationship with money you know i want to make money and then i feel bad about making it and that's like another whole trauma thing that we'll probably dive into on another episode about healing but i i don't know it it, it was a it's a difficult thing to talk about because you do have to recognize again like the patterns that you've gone through so like I wanted to make money, but then I felt bad about making money. You know, I was saying that, you know, I'm I'm spiritual, but it isn't right for me to just like be all about money all the time. And it wasn't until I realized that money was an energy exchange, that anything that I put my creative mindset, you know, into was an energy exchange. This was me giving a piece of myself into my work and putting out into the world and receiving something back. You know, I had to learn a lot about gratitude. I had to learn about starting anew. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that being limitless, <laughs> you're going to hear my daughter. She probably farted a little bit. Sorry about that. <laughs> but um, it's okay to like to do more than one thing. So 
I'll tell you about a few of the ventures that I have started. So with my spiritual awakening, I knew back in 2016 and 2017, I was living with my best friend at the time, sleeping on her couch. Shout out to Kim. Um, <laughs> and I knew back then I wanted to start this, this wellness collective called Taylor Healing Collective. I did not know what it was at the time. When I tell you I had just left my ex, I had left an apartment in New Orleans that I had that I shared with someone. I quit my job and I moved back in with my best friend because I was literally miserable trying to figure out who I was in this relationship, outside of this relationship. And I was working at Gold's Gym, making like $8.25 an hour. I was miserable, but I was happy. Um, and back then I, I told her that summer that I had this idea for this, this wellness space. You know, I had done a lot of meditation and I always visualize this place where people could come together in order to experience healing. And during that summer, I was practicing yoga, meditation, I was studying Buddhism, the whole nine, like it, it was a lot. And I was like, I was a baby spiritual. <laughs> I just wanted to dip my toe into everything. And new ageism was getting kind of popular then too. So of course, you know, crystals came along with that. And it was a lot. I learned about ayahuasca that summer. It was a lot, but this was back in 2016, 2017. I can't remember what year. I want to say 2016. It was in between the year 2016 and 2017. And I was, I, I was so enamored with this idea. And so I was working as a photographer at the time. I had started my own photography brand, Declue Photography. And it brought me a lot of happiness. I wanted to be this um this arty boss i don't know if anybody's familiar with the show the l word but the woman one of the main characters name is bet porter i wanted to be her i wanted to be known for connecting people through through art and through culture so long story short the photography did not last i'm so very much in love with photography but when i entered into the world of competition i kind of stopped and what I mean by that is um, I was no longer taking pictures for fun. It started becoming about money. And that was something that I wasn't comfortable with at the time because I wasn't making any and because I had a bad relationship with money. I still have a working bad relationship with money, but I have faith that it will get better over time. So fast forward, I met my partner. Um, and while we were together, I decided I wanted to start Taylor Healing Collective back up. And so I, I wrote a blog post about working with cannabis in my life and the things that I had learned. And I started making t-shirts, print on demand. It was the big thing at the time. Like everybody was starting a t-shirt company. I was bringing in a lot of money for people. They didn't even have to touch the product. It didn't last. I don't know if it was like the competition or me not having consistency, but it was really hard to keep up with it. And so I didn't. So I started working at the spiritual shop maybe a year later. And that's a whole nother story, how I got that job. But let's just say I manifested it. Um, I had learned about the shop owner like maybe a year prior to from a friend, a previous friend at the time. And I was like, oh, man, I want to work for her one day. And then that opportunity came crazy enough when I moved back to New Orleans. So that happened. And while I was working there... I was inspired to work in herbalism. And so I started studying any book I could find on herbs, um, how healing they could be, the spiritual uses, the holistic uses. It was, it was quite a journey. 
So while working there, I became pregnant with my first child in 2019. And yeah, that that's like right before the start of the pandemic. So you can imagine there was a lot probably spiritually going on in the air. There was a lot going on with me at the time. I was in a new relationship. And then about a year in or almost a year in, I became pregnant. So I started when after the pandemic, I had my hands on some stimulus check money. Well, I know people have experienced that. I won't go too deep into that either. But um, I bought up all this equipment and all these herbs. And I started Taylor Healing Collective. I asked my brother, who is an amazing artist, to make me a logo. I asked him to make me a logo. Uh, and I did what I knew how to do best. Like I started marketing. I used social media to my advantage. I labeled, I packaged herbs. I was posting on social media, but I was not getting my result that I wanted. At first I got a little bit of clout here and there, but I wasn't consistent enough. And it was because it was hard. Like I was raising my first kid. I was living um, with the father of my partner. Like we were all living together in the same house. So I wasn't in my own home anymore. We weren't you know, it wasn't, bless you, baby. It wasn't just us, and I didn't keep it up. So following that, um, I also had started posting videos on TikTok as the Soundbowl Mom. And it was just like this little funny moniker. I was a mom. I was using Soundbowls. <laughs> I was using Soundbowls to, um, to heal myself during postpartum. They were bringing me a lot of, a lot of, um, clarity on where I was at the time during my journey because I had spent so much time alone. I gave birth essentially alone both times. Um, I had a C-section the first time, no family was there. And then the second time, which we'll fast forward to in a little bit, um, I also gave birth alone. So I'm used to not only being interested in a lot of things, but also kind of moving through life like solo. I have had partners, I've had family, I've had friends, but like because I have so many interests and I'm so like, I don't even call myself wishy-washy, but flip-floppy. I've, I've dove in and out of a lot of things, which kind of makes it hard to keep friends sometimes. So, um, you know, the Soundbowl Mom, I really enjoyed posting those videos. And I think I got like a little too obsessed with having enough followers or having enough likes. And so, of course, the consistency stopped once again. And the crazy thing about it is, and I'm going to hype myself up here, I am great. Whenever I pick something up, like it, it's come so easy to me. But my issue is I never keep it up. There's always things that stand in the way of why I can't accomplish it. So going back to um, you know, this feeling I told you I had since I was young that I knew I was supposed to do something big, but you know, that jack of all trades, master of none, like, like, but you can't commit to anything, so how are you ever going to be great? And I had sort of an epiphany this morning. I'm wondering why these things never work out for me. I tried to be the soundbowl mom. I tried to have Taylor Healing Collective as a t-shirt company. You know, I've tried to have a photography company. And what I've realized is all of these things are lessons there are huge lessons in life because if let's say I want to be a, a millionaire, a billionaire one day, but I get bored easily with things, 
I've had to learn not just to master, but take little skills from everywhere to make one big thing, one big umbrella. So <laughs> I've started a podcast. <laughs> that, that That's the newest thing lately. But I still like have this urge to connect every single thing I've done into my life in one big thing. So with all the ventures I've started, so we have herbalism, we have photography, we've had music. Oh yeah, left that one out. I put out an EP, The Sound Bowl Mom, Cosmic Roots, Healing Sounds and Affirmations. I promoted that probably for a good, I don't know, like maybe five, six months. Nothing came of it. I mean, if I look at my stats now, I think I've, I've hit at least 1,000 streams. At least 1,000. So that that's good because that's 1,000 people or at least 1,000 times somebody has chosen to listen to my album. But, you know, when you're looking at things on like a TikTok or Instagram or social media level, it like it's never enough for you. But the thing is, like, I've always manifested what I wanted was to reach people around the world and teach them about healing. I never said how many. I never specifically said, I want to be a millionaire because of this, or I want to make tons of money because of this. I just said I wanted to reach people around the world. So, you know, when manifesting, you also kind of got to be specific because I have gotten literally everything I've ever wanted, but I have not yet figured out how to make this one thing that's going to last for me because of all my interests. The art of being limitless. Even if you're going to be limitless, you know, you have to figure out how to keep the energy going. And I've seen many people do this successfully as of lately. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with her, but her name is Tabitha Brown. My son watches her on the show called Tab Time. And she came out, like, at least into my field of vision around the pandemic, um, being a, I don't know, you know, she started off as a chef or she was just sharing, like, videos about being a vegan. But she has a children's show and a cookbook and a hair care line, and a target line. And I'm just like, man, I want to be her. Why does nothing I ever do work out? And one thing my mom told me once was that, you know, she mastered every, she learned how to master everything and then moved on to the next thing. But my thing is I get bored easy. And if something's not working out quick enough for me, I'm like, okay, next. There is fault in that, but then there's not fault in that. There's fault in that because, you know, Having a dream means trying things over and over and over again. And it means failing over and over and over again. I have failed at every single one of these businesses, and that was mostly because I had something to learn from each of them. One of the main things I have learned is that I'm not great at working with other people. I'm great at directing other people, but not working with other people. But funny enough, I've learned those are the signs of a boss. Like, how many bosses do you know that are just like... Their, their work in a in a team setting or do they just like delegate I'm a delegator and I did not realize that until much later in my life I think being a mother kind of helped me see and helping my husband um, with his business helped me see that I'm good at delegating situations I'm good at stepping in figuring out what things need solutions and how to do them but I also again get very very bored with just one thing and you know, self-reflection has been very important along this journey because I've had to realize that it's possible for you to have success. It's possible for you to have a good relationship with money, but you need to figure out how this works for you. And I spent so much of my earlier years in my spiritual journey trying to figure out how to be like everyone else, how to be like the, the spiritual shop owner, 
how to be like the best photographer in the city of New Orleans, um, how to be a CEO and, you know, run a Shopify store. Like I've seen and tried so many things and they never like quite fit who I want to be because I never want to be known as, you know, just one thing. So I know that there are people like me out there who, who struggle. They struggle with sticking to one thing. They struggle because they have so many interests and they never know how to make them all into one. And a lot of this comes from the constant process of transformation. And it's what I love to talk about. You know, this, this podcast has, kind of has enlightened me to who I truly am, which is like a, a being of constant and hard transformation. And as you can see with all the things that I've tried, there's been a lot of tribulations in between that you will not see on social media, but that I will be, you know, pretty as transparent as I can on here about it. I've had really hard times in my relationship um, where I've been supporting my partner and then like wondering why nothing is working out for me. Like I know how to build him a business, but I can't seem to sustain my own. You know, I've walked away from partnerships several times in the past few years. You know, there were women that wanted to start a a business with me and I backed out because I wanted to do my own thing there. I I tried to give birth with a team twice. Didn't work out because I wanted to do my own thing. I've had fallouts with my mother and my aunt because I wanted to do my own thing. Like, and I never like really saw the synchronicity in all of this until after having my second child. And I kept wondering, you know, as someone who looks very deeply into patterns, I'm like, okay, why do things keep happening in twos in my life? Because it's about balance. Becoming limitless is balance. It's recognizing that you're the dark and the light. It's recognizing that you may not be someone who's meant to be a part of a team and you're meant to stand out. And there's good and bad things to that because it's not like you're necessarily trying to be the star of the show, but you don't want to conform to anybody else's ideas either. Um, Yeah, twos have, have popped up in my life very often and it's so annoying because I have to like explain it to people and they're like, okay. Okay, so you have the number two. I see you have two children. You have a boy and a girl. You've lost relationships in twos over the past few years, especially since 2020. Like, where's this all going? What does it all mean, Basil? (laughs) Um, But it's an important lesson, I think, in realizing who you are and who you want to be. And so this morning I'm up, like I I go through these up and down periods, just like an artist, like one minute I feel on top of the world and like I can accomplish anything. And then the next minute, deep despair, like the world is doomed as it is. So why am I even trying? And I was thinking about this situation that happened recently to me where I was building up the show. I still am. And someone reached out to me because they were interested in doing a docu-series with me. And I ran into the exact same problem that I've ran into multiple times, which was this person just, to me, it didn't feel like they were about their business, not in the ways that I need things to be done. And what I've learned working a very long time in customer service and hospitality, um, just with people in general, that is when someone is serious about something, they come correct. They come ready, prepared. You know, they come and they mean business. And this person, to me, it didn't feel that way. 
And I was really excited about this opportunity. But, you know, the minute I decided to tell them that I was no longer interested in working with them, I'm like, damn, it's happening again. Why can't you just say yes to something? And it's because the dreams and the visions that I have are so clear and vivid that when I know something does not feel right, I can't go through with it. I think there's a reason why I could not go through all these businesses that I've tried, at least not all the way. Because for me and my dream, and I think in anybody's dreams, when you curate a dream, it has to feel right for you. And sometimes that will mean eliminating a lot of things. And I've like struggled. I'm like, when is my success going to come? When am I going to have my own vehicle to drive? When am I going to have money to pick up and take my kids, you know, where I want to when I feel like it? When am I going to have money to get my hair done, my nails done? Like you guys, the struggle is real. You see me on social media looking halfway decent, you know, because I have a nicer camera that I use to post the videos and I love paying attention to no detail, but I'm a mess. The past couple of years have been hard. Like I barely get anything done. I spend half the time in my head, the other half trying to pay attention to my kid and getting frustrated with him. I breastfeed on demand. So I'm always like, I, I never have like a true free moment for myself all the while trying to figure out how I'm going to be the successful person that I want to be. And I equate success with freedom. I don't think there's like any perfect future for me where my kids are perfectly happy and I have the perfect house and the perfect dream car. But what I have realized like along my path and my journey is that because I know I'm meant for something more, that means that my dream has to be carefully curated. I have to eliminate the dead weight and what isn't working. And it's a process. It does not happen overnight. I'm not going to suddenly be a CEO because I tried a few hobbies and then they didn't work out. I had to understand why they didn't work out. And I've listened to quite a few podcasts um, that talk about this. I think last year I listened to one on the Mind, Val- Mind Valley podcast where the the CEO or the, uh, I don't know if he's current CEO, might have been former CEO of Netflix, talk of, talks about how he had to try several things until something worked. And it took me all the way back, like when he's talking about it, he's talking about um, Redbox. I don't know if anybody even remembers that. <laughs> I remember when Redboxes were literally DVDs, you know, you got sent in the mail and then it became a thing where you could like go get said DVDs out. That was like when I was in college, my first year in college, like 2010. So to see what it is, it's 2022 and what Netflix is now, like you also have to be okay with it taking some time to get to your dream. And I say all the time, like to my husband, like I'm patient waiting for my dream, but the truth is I'm impatient as fuck. I'm very impatient. Like waiting around for this dream has been very hard. It's been hard trying to support my husband, wondering why I'm not making consistent income. It's been hard staying focused on making consistent income while constantly trying not to judge myself for not being there for my son enough. Um, which has also been difficult as a mother because I prided myself on being a stay-at-home mom like my mom was, but like I'm in my phone trying to build a business. So like, am I really there for him? I always let things stand in my way. And I think that's some other advice I can give. Like there's going to always be something that stands in your way. There's always going to be something that you're not doing absolutely perfect, but it's not meant to be perfect. You think these CEOs are perfect? You think that everything that they do is right all the time because they have a little money to flex? No. I can tell you right now, I have zero dollars in my bank account. 
Zero. My husband supports our household. He supports this family. And I support his business by creating organization, you know, and direction for him, you know, holding up this household. But I have zero dollars in my bank account right now. But you know what? I know I'm going to be a millionaire. I know it. I'm, no, I'm probably going to be a billionaire. I'm probably going to make more money than Oprah. But I have to be okay with the journey, the journey it takes to get there. And I think in manifestation, law of attraction, culture, people forget that. You know, and you see a lot of these younger um, kids now, especially like on TikTok with a quick rise to fame. But then you see them on the notes app apologizing for something the next day. And it's like, just because you have a quick rise to fame does not mean you're going to stay there. And it's not even about the fame, like money, all of that. I think you have to also be okay with everything falling apart. And I think sometimes I get so uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, but so comfortable with not having money. I know what that feels like. So I have not yet trained my mind on what it's going to feel like when I do constantly have money to spend. But, you know, it, it, it's all in the game of learning about yourself, learning the things that work in business and the things that don't, learning about building a team, um, learning about delegation and, you know, how that falls into play for you. I want this episode to be inspiring for people because, you know, I talk a lot about sacred medicine and I have, you've, you've seen, if you listen to the episodes up this far, you've kind of seen the transformation. It started off with me talking about pregnancy and then I wanted to bring in psychedelics and talk about that and then talk about the BIPOC community. But, you know, what I've realized is it is so much bigger than the small little groups you put yourself in. I'm not just a woman. I'm not just a mother. I'm not just someone who does psychedelics. I'm not just someone who consumes cannabis. I'm not just a sound healer. I'm not just a Reiki practitioner. Like, I'm everything. And there can be balance in everything when you realize everything is part of the greater whole. Everything. There's everything and then there's nothing. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not been easy and it's not meant to be easy. That's another thing I think is a common misconception. You see people's money, you see them on the covers of magazines, you see them with their success and think all you see is the end result. You don't see right now me up with my boob in my daughter's mouth at 6 a.m. knowing I've been up since three thinking about all of this. You don't know that I got in, I've gotten into a fight with my husband once a week for the past year maybe that my son my he's two now so he's going through a lot of heavy emotions it's been very hard to be a parent through that and to not hate myself for you know trying to be a good parent but feeling like a failure I've been going through hard times realizing you know the traumas that I've been through like as a kid like with my mom and with my family and like never really quite fitting in not feeling like I belong I'm realizing that I'm here for a reason. And one of those reasons is to help raise the vibration of the planet. But there is no raising the vibration before you realize the darkness that you have been through. And the darkness that you continually go through. Life is not all butterflies and rainbows. It is not. At all. I'm not ever going to lie and tell anybody that. You know, just because you see me on social media posting some inspirational content one day does not mean that I didn't have a shitty night. It does not mean that, 
You know, I'm not constantly questioning my existence and my being and am I doing the right thing? And what if the aliens come tomorrow and take everything and I never get a chance to see my kids grow up? And what if this? And what if climate change? And what if this? And what if that? Like, there's so much that I could question myself with every single day. And I do. And it's hard not to. But I think that's like why in meditation and in most spiritual practices and religions, the number one thing they teach you is about being present. You have to remain present. Being a limitless being still means you have to remain in the present moment. You can't get too anxious about things that haven't happened yet and you can't harp on things that have already happened. You There's only here and there's only now. I... I want to challenge myself and the audience, listeners, to write down all the things that you love to do and then make a separate column of everything that you would like to make money from and then kind of see what lines up. For me, I'll say everything that I love to do, I would love to make money from, but everything I love to do, I would also do for free. You don't have to pay me to want to help somebody. You don't have to pay me to want to do a sound bath for someone to heal or to talk to them about transformation. And I think once you see that those things line up, you will realize how limitless you truly are, how much you can actually accomplish. I think we need to stop putting timelines on things. Time is a construct. It's not real. Throw it out the window. You don't know if your success is going to come tomorrow or 10 years from now. You don't know if you're going to die tomorrow or 10 years from now. Gratitude in the current moment is what helps you get to the things that you want. And I will honestly say, looking back at how much time has already passed, this non-existent construct, I have manifested every single thing that I wanted to do. I was never really too specific with what I wanted, but I always knew, you know, this is what I want. And it happened. And now it's gone. The moment is gone. What I want for my life now that I have children and a family is to build something long and sustainable. And with that, that means that I have to accept that I'm a person who learns little by little to build a strong foundation. I have learned customer service. I have learned marketing. I have learned teamwork and delegation. I've learned creativity. I've learned so many things just observing over the years. And, you know, one day you're going to be able to look back and see all the things you've done and that's going to be one hell of a resume. And it's not like, I don't mean just like a resume you can give to somebody for a job, but like, Kind of like at the end of life, when you look back at all your accomplishments and all the things that you've done, all you had to do was think about them, believe they could happen, even on the hard days. And that's another thing I want to tell people, like, at least from my perspective, it is very hard. I do not stay in that mindset every single day. I try my best to, but it's not easy telling yourself you can do it when you feel like you're failing as a parent, failing as a woman, failing as a mother, failing as a partner. It's not easy, but it's not meant to be. Once you accept that it's not meant to be easy, I think it becomes a little bit easier, at least in the day-to-day. Constant repeating to yourself that whatever dream you have for yourself is going to happen, just hold on to that little piece of faith, even if it feels stupid, even if it feels like, yeah, right, 
I'm sitting watching everybody else get their quick success, you know, wondering why mine hasn't gotten there yet. If you want something long and sustainable, think of it as building a house. If you build a house on a sloppy foundation, you think that it's going to last when the storm comes? You think that if you don't learn the basics of structure, of like basic math, of figuring out like what numbers do you need in order to make this happen, you think that that's going to build a house. Now, granted, anything can get washed away in a quick moment. But I've learned that building a solid foundation for yourself, even if that's just one tiny little piece at a time, is going to make something that lasts a lifetime. I want my success to last for my children a lifetime. And I'm not going to get there tomorrow. It is not easy raising children um, and then trying to build something for yourself at the same time. But I I have to remember, one day they're going to be my age. You know, universe willing, of course. They're, They're going to be my age. And they're only babies right now. So I hope like parents can resonate with this too. They're only babies. And I'm worried about, you know, my future as if my life is over with. I just turned 30 this year. And funny enough, one of the things that I wrote out of my manifestations for my birthday was I want my 30th year to be my best year yet. And I say that because it it started off as me saying, I want my own talk show, I want my own TV show. It has required me starting these businesses and failing, having business relationships with people and them failing in order to see what I need in order to make things work. And ultimately, that thing is myself. I know what I need. I know what my dream looks like. And I've tried to bring so many people in on my visions like, oh, well, just come help me. I know it's going to be something big. Like, do you think anybody has helped? No, not really. Like maybe a couple email exchanges back and forth, maybe a friend here and there, but I've done this shit by myself for a while. And I think it's because the universe is preparing me to be that boss I say I want to be. I have to be okay with being in charge and being in charge sometimes means standing alone because only you know how to make things happen. Not everybody is meant to do that. And that does not make me more special or better than anyone. It's just like the world was created in a way where everybody who has their role, everybody is meant to do their own thing and their own path. And you can't get upset when people aren't willing to because the right people will come along eventually. I've had the right people come in and out, um, but I have not really established a team yet for myself because I first have to figure out exactly how I need my business to work. So again, you know, we have the herbalism, we have the photography, we have the marketing, we have the podcast, we have the soundbowl mom, all of these things. Once I figure out exactly how that is meant to work for me, then everything else will fall into place. You just got to get specific. Get specific when being limitless too. Because if you can get specific, you can eliminate more problems. That's that's something that I've learned. I've always prided myself on being someone who offers solutions for things. I can go into any room, see a problem, like, okay, this is what you need in order to fix it. And I won't lie, like, either people will love me for it or they'll hate me for it because I'm very direct and have a tendency to be blunt. And I think a lot of that comes from possibly being autistic, self-diagnosed, of course. But um, 
I had to accept that sometimes it, it it's just going to be like that. And it's hard because, you know, I'm like, I want to be a part of the community. I want to be a part of the team. And I'm so hell-bent on doing things my way. Like, I got to realize it doesn't work like that. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You're either going to be a leader or you're going to be a follower, but you can't be both. So I I think I've said quite a lot this morning already. Um, yeah, I, I've said a lot. But let's, like, get back to the key points before we end today's episode. You are a limitless being. Anything that you can imagine can come to fruition. But anything worth having over a lifetime and passing down to future generations, it takes time to build. It takes a lot of experience and observation. And just because you see someone's rise to success or fame, number one, you don't know their story. Number two, if they got there quick, they're probably going to lose it quick too. And I think that's really important to realize because everybody wants something quick and easy. But not a lot of people want something long and lasting. Trends come and go. Friends come and go. Relationships come and go. But as someone who is at the beginning of building a family, I'm realizing that you have to go through some hard shit if you want it to last. And a lot of things will make you want to walk away. Like, they will make you want to say, fuck this, I'm done, I'm leaving. And we have a culture, like, where, you know, we call out toxic behavior and saying, don't do this, don't put up with this, don't put up with that. I think there's a lot of truth in that. I really do. But as someone who's also very observant at the same time, you have to realize we are all human. We all go through some pretty rough stuff and... You shouldn't necessarily enter a relationship if you're not ready. But at the same time, how do you learn? That doesn't mean go enter every toxic relationship that, you know, that you need fulfillment from. I think people should seek therapy if that's the case or whatever's going to help you heal. But I will say I have been able to narrow down the things I do and do not want out of a relationship by all the times I have failed. I've been able to narrow down what I want out of a career by all of the times I have failed. I have been a failure. Like a true failure, falling on my ass, quit everything, deleted my social media. Do you know how many times I've deleted my social media? Way too many. I've deleted some good content because I felt like a failure. Thank God for the cloud, though, because I've been able to find some some gems in there that I'm probably going to share with people soon. But it takes failure to create success. It takes constant failure to create success. It takes constant failure, failure to realize that you are a limitless being and that you can achieve anything that you want in this life. You just need the belief. You need to know that you can do it. You need to know that... There's something beautiful waiting for you on the other side. I'll end with this. And I love sharing this story a little too much, probably because I consider it one of my greatest achievements next to my children. But um, 2018, the year I met my husband, I was obsessed with watching this talk that Will Smith did on skydiving. And 
funny enough, that same year, I moved back down to New Orleans from my hometown that I was living in at the time, and I got an opportunity to go to Las Vegas. When I was in Las Vegas, I probably had $100 on me for the entire week. I had no more money. Why? Because I spent my money on a skydiving experience. Weird things you do when you're in your 20s. But um, that was the greatest moment of my life that I will forever hold on to because at that, I could have died. We know how dangerous skydiving probably is. You're falling, you're choosing to voluntarily fall out of a plane. Like, does that sound responsible? No. <laughs> but it was then that I realized that everything that you want that is worth having is always on the other side of fear. And that's one thing he said in the talk that always stuck out to me. The greatest things in life are on the other side of fear. So everything you fear, whether it be not having enough social media followers or not being able to sell a product or not being able to achieve your dreams or find the love of your life or find something that brings you passion, when you look fear in the face, I mean like dead on, eyes locked, you realize that there is nothing that you can't do. You are a limitless being. So this has been... Yet another episode of the Tailored Healing Collective podcast. Um, I will say, please check out. I'm going to do a better job of trying to promote myself more. I have a affirmation album that I put out in 2021 called Cosmic Roots Healing Sounds and Affirmations, along with a single called Inner Child. They were two of my very first projects that I did. And it would be great if you could check them out. They are available on all streaming platforms, Tidal, Amazon Music, and they're under the name The Sound Bowl Mom. So if you're interested, I'll add the link in the show notes. And you can use it to tap in. I'm going to end today's episode after I'm done speaking with one of the songs that I put out that has rang true throughout my life. And of course, we're talking about you know how important twos have been in my life. The song is called 2222. And in the song, the lyrics go, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again. So I hope this rings true for you. And until next time, let love lead the way. Peace. do the rest. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again.
how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again. I visualize my desires, I create with intention, a new dimension, where reality is in my head.